Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us again on a great Sunday at the Express Church Experience. Coming to you out of Blue Exit Audio Recording Studio. We're so glad that you've taken your time to spend a little time with us wherever you experience uh, this Express Church. Whether it's in your car, your home, your job, working out, walking, we're just so happy that you've come to have the Express Church Experience wherever you decide to tune in and church at your time, at your place. And I hope that you enjoy this message. It's called the March of Nashon. The March of Nashon. And if you've never heard of Nashon in the Bible, I hope you tune in. If you talk to your friends and they've never heard of Nashon, I hope you share this message with them. Feel free to subscribe to this channel so you get more notices of messages. We are also on uh, the message is on Apple Podcast, Podbeam, or wherever you hear podcasts. And the March of Nashon is part of our March series. March the uh, the is the month, what I call the month of command. It is the only month, if you go through the names of the, the months, March is the only one with a command. And in the month of March, I'm reminded that God tells us and directs us to go, to go with conviction, to go with the power of God. And I say to go like the ancients of old march. They marched faithfully knowing that when God was with them, wherever they marched, God's uh, power was going to be with them. God's grace was going to be with them. God And God was going to bring them victory in the name of, of his power and for his glory and for his goodness. And I'm thinking about some of the great marches. David marched faithfully to challenge the great giant Goliath and slayed the giant. Mary and Joseph marched on the road to Bethlehem and a savior was born. Abraham marched to the mountain with his only son, Isaac, and God provided a ram, jo Joshua, marched around Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Simon of Cyrene took up the cross of Jesus and marched to Calvary, where all our sins were washed away, taken from us. Jesus and his disciples marched into Jerusalem one last time, a date that we're going to celebrate shortly called Palm Sunday. And these are, as you I hope you're starting to feel, the greatness of biblical marching. I hope it's giving you some encouragement also to want to march. And, and there's one other one I want to add to today, as I said, the March of Nashon. The March of Nashon does not get as much, uh, pub, I'm going to call it uh, publicity or sermon uh, time as the other ones. But I think that Nashon and the March of Nashon is critical 
part of who uh, we are as a people of God and what we should be doing as people of God. Nashon, I say he's arguably could be considered one of the big three of the Exodus. And everybody knows about Moses. Moses, God uh, spoke to Moses in the burning bush, told him to go down uh, to Egypt, tell old Pharaoh to let my people go. There was a song that that had, had lyrics like that. Moses got that recognition. Moses got a song named after him. Moses uh, led all led the people out of Egypt after uh, showing God's power to Pharaoh. Standing next to him was his brother Aaron, who started the priestly line of the Levites. Aaron uh, helped Moses when he had to approach the king to tell him that God wants the Pharaoh to let his people go. But there's the third person. The third person is Nashon. And Aaron married Nashon's sister, Elizabeth. And, and so Nashon, Aaron's brother-in-law, was part of that family. Now to see more about who Nashon is, we're gonna jump forward to the book of Numbers and we're gonna stay in the book of Numbers. So those who uh, are listening in, you can get uh, to the book of Numbers. And Numbers chapter one, verse seven, says that Nashon was a member of the tribe of Judah. All right, let's start getting the picture. He's the brother-in-law of, of Aaron. He's a member of the tribe of Judah, the tribe later of, of King David, of King Solomon, of Ruth, of Jesus. If you look at the uh, genealogy of Jesus in both Matthew and Luke, you'll see Nashon's name mentioned. And as we keep going through the book of Numbers, we find out that Nashon wasn't just a member of the tribe of Judah. Numbers 2, 3 says, the leader of the people of Judah is Nashon, son of Amenabah. His division numbered 74,600. And when they talk about the, the number 74,600, they count men. So you have to always add on uh, women and children. So his group that he led was probably over 150,000. And I'm hoping that now you're starting to get a picture of Nashon, especially if you never heard a, a message about him before, a sermon about him before, if you never spent some time in the Bible studying Nashon. Nashon was the leader of the, of the tribe of Judah during the time of the Exodus. And how important is this? As we keep going through the book of Numbers, we get to Numbers 10, verse 14. Numbers 10, verse 14 says, the division of the camp of Judah went first under its standard, under its banner, under the banner of Judah. Nashon, son of Amimabad, was in command. And that's Numbers 10, 14. Now get the picture of the people on the Exodus. They're camped out in the wilderness on their way to the promised land. And the Lord is telling them it's time to move your camp. And the first person, the first group that moved out of the camp was Judah. 
the, the tribe of Judah, the first person who led that, that group of the first people to leave to the next uh, location of the Exodus was Nashon. And this is what I believe is uh, as we are marching, each one of us, to our promised land. If you're still trying to find that promised land, if you're getting ready to do that march, if you're in and you're feeling the month of March, that month of command, uh, heading to your personal promised land, if you haven't gotten there, is one of the most important things that we as children of God should be. We should march towards the land that God has promised towards uh, to us. March towards our God-given destiny. March where your blessings are. March where your mission and purpose are. March where your future and your legacy are. The career God has for you. The relationships God has for you. The family that God has for you. Or personally, the person that God wants you to be. That's your personal promised land. And each person should go there with what I call the march of Nashon. The march of Nashon. Now, when we get there and we can continue the, the whole story where when you enter into the promised land, you should enter with what I call the Joshua movement. And the Joshua movement is what I, we talked about before where Joshua marched around the uh, walls of Jericho following God's plan. And as he marched around it, followed what God told him to do, the walls came t tumbling down and the people of Israel were able to re go into the promised land. There is a promised land waiting for each person here today. If you haven't gotten there, then, then you have that opportunity to take the march of Nashon and, and have the Joshua movement and get into that promised land. I'm hoping that's your prayer, my prayer for you today, and I hope that each one who's listening today who has not received their promised land moment yet will listen to the march of Nashon and, and get to where you should be, which is your God-given destiny. As we look at the march of Nashon, we take a, a step back because the march of Nashon uh, gives us a story. And it says, when the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. So that, I'm hoping you get that picture. The cloud remained over the tabernacle. And any time the cloud, and remember as you go back into the book of Exodus, God let the, led the people with the cloud and a pillar of fire. And then they got to the wilderness and then they, they, they had the presence of the cloud that remained over the tabernacle. The tabernacle, as we go back to Exodus 25, we're going to, bit, we're going to weave through the Bible to get a whole full picture of Nashon so you can understand how you're going to go about taking your personal march of Nashon. March 20, Exodus 25, 8 and 9 says that God speaking to Moses, then have the people make a sanctuary for me, God says, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all the furnishings exactly the pattern that I will show you. So the cloud is hanging over the place where God is dwelling, which is the tabernacle. And as we find out and we, we go through God's word, when the tabernacle was finished, 
and it was time to bring the offerings to, for the dedication of the tabernacle. Who was the first person chosen to bring their offering? It was Nashon. As we're marching in to get to the presence of God, the first person to, to recognize and give them their offering was Nashon. I'm hoping that we have some Nashans out there, some modern day Nashans who say, I want to be the first person to give my offerings unto the Lord. That's, that is one critical piece in order to find your march of Nashan and to get to your promised land is to be in a position where you want to give an offering to the Lord. You want to have a place where the Lord dwells and then you want to be like the Israelites when the cloud remained over the tabernacle, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. So as we're talking about the march in Nashon, as we're talking about your personal march to the, to the land that God promised, the place where God has, wants you to be, the first thing we understand is that there has to be obedience and you have to have a place for the Lord to dwell. Place where the Lord dwells, we go to Psalm 132, 1 and 5, 132, verses 1 through 5, the song where David says, O Lord, remember David and all the hardships he endured. He swore an oath to the Lord and made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or go to bed. I will not allow sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids till I find a place for the Lord to dwell for the mighty one of Jacob. See, this was years after Nashon, King David and the people of Israel all knew the importance of having a place for the Lord to dwell. David then built the uh, temple, started, started the temple project so that the Lord would have a place to dwell. The people of Israelite, Israel before that built the tabernacle so they would have a place for the Lord to dwell. And I'm wondering if you're having trouble get into your personal promised land to get to a place where you feel comfortable that you are at the place where God wants you to be. I'm going to ask you if you are ask you yourself if you wish things were different. If you wonder why your joy is not coming to you. If you're wondering why your finances and your financial situation is not where you want it to be. If you're wondering why your job or your job situation is not where you want to be, if you wonder why your personal relationships with your spouse or your significant other is not where you want it to be, I have to ask you the question, do you have a place where the Lord dwells? Have you made a place where the Lord dwells? Is, does a, is there a home for the Lord in your heart? Is there a place for the Lord in your thoughts and in your deeds and in the words that you speak? Have you made a home for the Lord in your soul, in the furthest most place of your being? Do you have that place where you love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, the first and greatest commandment? Do you have a place that you have dedicated in your house where you go to the Lord in prayer? David built the temple, the Israelites built the tabernacle, and the Lord gave direction to the Israelites. Now I want to understand, and I want you to understand, the Lord gave direction to the Israelites after 
they created a place for the Lord to dwell. And, and God's word, and we go back to Numbers 9, Numbers 9, verses 21 to 23, says, whether day or night, whenever the cloud is lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when the cloud lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped. And at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order. No matter if it was two days, a month, or a year, when the Lord said, stay here, they stayed there. When the Lord said it was time to go, it was time to go because the cloud was the presence of God. And when the cloud had to leave and when the cloud left, the people knew it was time to follow where the Lord was going. But when the, when the, the cloud sat still, the people had to obey God's command and sit still. They had to have patience and understanding that God was leading their path and they had to be on God's plan and follow God's way. And I'm wondering how many people today, uh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hopefully touch somebody who's listening to this today. And if you know somebody who this could benefit, feel free to send it to them. Send this message because I'm wondering how many people today have forfeited their promised land because they refuse to obey God. I want to pause. I want to say that again. I wonder how many people have forfeited their promised land because they refuse to obey God. I wonder how many people forfeited their promised land because they didn't have the patience to wait on the Lord, to remain where they were for two days, a month, or even a year. A key part of the March of Nashon is to know when to go and know when to stay and asking God for wisdom to, and people around you to guide you. So in the in time of the Exodus, the people had Moses. And as Moses went into the tent where the Lord was, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. And whenever the people saw the, the pillar, they, in the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshiped. I'm hoping that we understand this. As you find your place in your house, in your heart, wherever you have, wherever you go to be in the presence of the Lord, at that place is where you stand and worship. And each at the entrance of the tent, the, and then the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. And that's Exodus 33, 9 and 11. Exodus 33, 9 and 11. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man would speak to his friend. And we need people of wisdom like that in our lives where God is speaking to them. And then we're here in our dwelling place worshiping and, and praying and praising God. And we're asking God to give us that wisdom that comes through the person who uh, is supposed to be our spiritual guide and the perp and, and that's why I believe it is very critical that each person have a church home, have a place even during the pandemic to be around godly people 
to give you wisdom, to be around godly people, to give you direction, to be around godly people, to give you encouragement when you're wondering if you should stay or if you should go. And my advice as you're searching for your promised land, searching for direction, searching for peace, searching for comfort, searching for hope, the first thing you should do is search for, for people of God. The first thing you should do is not only seek out people of God, but seek out God. And if you, if you say, I was searching around and the, I don't like the churches and the, and the churches that I've gone to, the people aren't true, the people aren't genuine, feel free to, to come and listen to the Express Church experience where the word of God is brought to you in where you are, want to and you are able to receive it, feel free to send us a, a email, a message saying, please pray for wisdom. We will, in, the, in our church experience, we'll pray that God will place people in your life that will help you along your journey, help you as you walk on your personal march of Nashon. It is important to have this wisdom because God, when he asks you to do things, he may not ask you to do the, the easy. He might not ask you to, to go the smooth path. And as you're going, waiting for, as you're waiting for the cloud to move so that you can follow it, waiting for that sign of where you're supposed to go, it is important to have godly people around you because as God's holy word said, even if it lasted two days, a month, or a year, the people did not move. It might, you might be in a situation where you are supposed to be in a certain location for a certain time and you're feeling uncomfortable and you say, I wanna, it's time for me to move. Well, God, God may want you to be there for another purpose that you don't even know about. So, so as we stay in prayer, it gives us an understanding that God will give us a sign when it's time to move and give us a time when it's time to stay. And that's a critical piece, that patience, that obedience, that understanding, that wisdom, they're all critical parts of our march to Nashon, to our personal promised land. Nashon had obedience, he had wisdom, and he had courage. And I'm hoping that we, as a people of God, take our step into the shoes of Nashon and lead the march. And I like as I was studying Nashon and I uh, went outside into extra biblical uh, accounts of Nashon and some Jewish tradition says that Nashon was the first person to step into the Red Sea. The Bible itself doesn't say who was the first person, but as uh, theological scholars are looking at, he was the first person to give the offering to the tabernacle. He was the first person to lead the, the, the people out of each campsite. So there's a, the conclusion that he received that blessing to be the first person to lead the people of Israel as they moved following God that he, he was the person who took that first step. Now, all the people that came out of the Exodus, all the people that were in the camp, God chose Nashon to be the first person. 
And so they, so the religious tradition is that as Moses part of the Red Sea, Nashon stepped into it. Oh man, I'm hoping that you get you visualize yourself being there. Moses parted the Red Sea. He kept his staff at the Red Sea so the people could walk through. But somebody had to take that first step of faith. And the and biblical tradition has it that Nashon was the person that took that first step. Nashon was the person who walked ahead of the people with faithful courage through the sea. We need to be people of God. We need to have, be the ones that have faithful courage, the ones that are walking in front of people, the, the ones that say, follow me. This is the way that God wants us to be. We're, in a, we're over here where the world wants us to be, and that's not where God wants us to be. So, so God is looking for modern-day nations, people who are willing to lead the people, people like Nashon who, who, doesn't, who aren't looking to get in the limelight, who aren't looking to be to get the headlines, but pe the person who with humility takes the first step. God's looking for people who are willing to encourage others to walk with them. Nashon trusted in God's deliverance. Nashon witnessed God parting the Red Sea, but he trusted God that God would keep the land dry until they walk through. Who was Nashon? He was the first person who then was able to, and we'll go to number seven, 10 to 12. I want to make sure that, the, that, that you have uh, Bible references. When the altar was anointed, the leaders brought their offerings to the, for this dedication to present it before the altar. For the Lord said to Moses, each day, one leader is to bring his offering for the dedication of the altar. The one who brought his offering on the first day was Nashon. That was Nashon. Nashon was the first person to walk through the parted sea. He was the person who led the people to the first offering at the dedication of the tabernacle. Nashon was the people, was the, per, was the person who led the people as they marched in and out of camp on the way to the promised land. Nashon did all these things with humble obedience. Nashon did all these things with faithful courage. Nashon did all these things with patience and perseverance. I'm hoping that you take an evaluation of yourself and you look at it in comparison to who Nashon was and you say, am I a modern day Nashon? Am I ready to step out in March? Am I ready to step out in faith? Am I ready to step out with confidence knowing that God's plan is the right plan, knowing that God's plan leads to deliverance, knowing that God's plan leads to prosperity. God's plan leads to where God wants you to dwell. God's plan is to have you be where he dwells. God's plan is the, the place where you talk with the Lord like a person talks with their friend. And where God dwells, that is the place where blessing dwells. I'm going to talk from personal experience as I was taking my own March of Nashon, it took me till I, till I was able to have that faithful and courage and obedience to go through the seas that, that were in front of me, knowing that each time 
I came to that, that place of obstacle. Each time when I looked back and there was troubles behind me and I knew the only way I was gonna get through the troubles and the seas that were in front of me is by the faith of God, I can visualize Nashon because I've been in the same similar situation where I knew that I needed to have the Lord make a way for me. And, and the way may not have been the, the way that I would have thought, but I was the way that, that the wisdom of God was leading me. And I had to have faith that God would, would part the way and I could walk through, not only walk through that God would keep the storms from touching me, keep the sea from raging over me while I walked on my mar personal march of Nashon to the promised land, that place where blessings dwell, that place where peace dwells, that place where prosperity dwells, that place where joy dwells, that place where when people come and see you, I hope that they say, how is it that you are at where you are? And you can turn to them and say, hey, I did the march of Nashon. I did my personal march to the promised land, to the land where God wanted, wanted me to be, a place to prosper me and a place to give me life and life more abundant. That's what God wants from each one of us. And as you are searching for your own personal uh, promised land, or you've made it there and you're looking for people to help them during their journey, I'm hoping that you look at the life of Nashon and say, that's the life I wanna have. I don't need my name in the lights. What I need to do is be faithful to the Lord and, and that is my hope and my prayer that each one of us gets to that place where we receive the promise that God has for you. And I'm hoping that on that day, you will sing the song of Judah, the song of Nashon, the song of the tribe of David, the song of the tribe of our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the song that was, was sang and recorded in Isaiah 26, one and four. In that day, the song will be sung in the land of Judah. I'm hoping that you change that first sentence. Say in that day, the song will be, will be sung in the land that the Lord gave me. We have a strong city, righteous nation may enter the nation that keeps faith, that's our nation, that's our family, that's our community. You will keep in perfect peace and, and have a mind is steadfast because we trust in you, O Lord. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. That is the conclusion of what happens when you take the march of Nashon through any storms, any tr troubles, any problems that you have, but you do it with obedience, you do it with faithfulness, you do it with perseverance, you do it with wisdom, and you do it with courage. And I'm hoping that if you're, if you're still on that journey, that you will understand that God is wanting you to take your march of Nashon. I'm hoping that if you had your personal Joshua moment where you entered into your promised land and you now are at a place of peace, that you go back in humble obedience and give wisdom to others 
as they are taking their march so that we can, as a people, bring God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I, that's my prayer for you today. And I'm hoping that, that you each will get to your promised land or bring others to where God has brought you to a place of joy, a place of prosperity, and a place of peace. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's HaribolBooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.